Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I heard the fans screaming. I thought it was for me. But then I saw a shadow. It was 12 for 3. It was Shaquille O'Neal. What? What did he say? How about some one-on-one you want to play? I told him why not. I got some time. But when I beat you real bad, trying not to cry. Please, Aaron, are you for real? One-on-one with Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, 34 center from the L.A. Lakers. You must have been nervous. I know I could take him. Now let's get into it. There you go. We're back. All right, we're not back. We're back. Things are happening in New York since we've been gone. Well, uh, oh, oh, you're uh, just jumping to that, huh? Yankees uh, clinched. My dad uh, keeps saying they suck every time I talk to him. Okay. He's like, they can't beat any good teams. <laughs> uh, I'm like, Dad, they are fighting for the best record in baseball right now. Which they probably won't get, but um, they, uh, he's kind of ridiculous. Well, uh, well, most Yankee fans are. I mean, that's a pretty typical New York fan right there. So they have a hundred wins. Uh, just take it easy. You know, I mean, last year, last year when they were in the wild card, whatever they were like in the playoffs. I think it was the in the wild card game, and. Uh, I was like, hey, Dad, are you excited for the uh, Yankees to be in the playoffs? He's like, who are they going to get next year? (laughs) I'm like, can you enjoy them being in the playoffs right now? Or let's not not talk about uh, next year. But anyway. You know, I've always always said the Yankees could go 161-1, and and all Yankee fans would call in to talk radio about is that one loss. So, but uh, what's going on over there? Oh, uh, nothing. Um, I think uh, I got some notes. I, I, when you were saying what's going on in New York, I thought you were going to be talking about something different. I think today, because we don't have a lot. Sure we're going to get into Yeah. We'll talk about the NFL. We'll talk about I saw Ad Astra. You saw Rambo. Which, I saw Rambo today. Which pretty much, like, that seems like things that would happen. Like... It's good to know that I've known you for how, how long now? 25 years and or 20 years, whatever it's been. And you could pretty much count on if there's a movie like Ad Astra coming out that I'd go see that. And if there's a movie like Rambo coming out, you'd see that. So I like that they came out the same weekend. And we, I mean, we'll see what he... Counter-programming. Yeah. Smart people and dumb people. Um, Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I think all the smart people may have gone to see Downton Abbey. Maybe. We'll get into my review in a minute. All right. Uh, uh, so we're going to talk about those two movies, and we'll talk about football, and then there's some, some TV that I didn't catch up on that you caught on. Up, yeah, up you on. didn't do your homework, which uh, I guess... I didn't we'll, know I was supposed to watch The Roast. We were watching... We texted that we were going to talk about The Roast. So I, like, uh, hammered through it today. Uh, Sorry, I, I didn't remember. I did hear a lot of the jokes on Howard Stern, so I at least can do that. Well, I wrote down my favorite jokes, so I'll just tell them. Yeah, I guess I deserve uh, to get them ruined for me since um, I didn't do my homework correctly. So, um, what's your notes? Um, well, a lot By the of way, uh, before we get into it, too, it's like we have a lot of returning shows this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you got to put it on your radar, buddy. We got uh, South Park, 
Oh, I didn't know that. All right. We got uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I knew that. And then uh, The Return of Crank Yankers. Oh. Right after South Park. So uh, we'll have to talk about that next week when we see... Uh, oh, those are good, although, okay. Although, although nothing's going to beat the, the Ronnie puppet on Howard Stern, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, but anyway. I, um... I am cutting the cord from cable this week. Wow, well, so you're not going to be able to see any of that. Well, I am, because I... You steal other people's stuff? No, I'm, I actually don't... The only thing I need to steal... I know there's one thing I steal from you. Everything else, I don't even need to steal the other thing that I was stealing from you. I don't want to say what they are out loud. <laughs> because I got, a, I got a Hulu... Oh, I'll just say this. I'm doing... I'm cutting the cable. I got an antenna... So I, I, I'm getting uh, Sling. I got Sling. I've been working with that. Uh, 40 bucks a month, I get all the channels. The only two that I don't get that I want um, are CBS and ABC. Two big ones. Yeah, CBS for football, but uh, their programming is terrible. Right. Um, but yeah, ABC... Uh, I guess the same way. I don't know some shows on there. I guess. I mean, but either way, it's it's just. I realize though, I don't watch any shows on either of them. I just watch sports. So I went and I bought an antenna for ten bucks, and I get so I get both of those channels. <laughs> so, with my sling package, I added on a sports package for ten bucks, which gives me like NFL Network, Red Zone. And a bunch of fucking college football stations and baseball, which I don't watch. Um, and then for an extra five bucks, I can get my like MTV package and all that shit. So ultimately, all of that's only going to cost me fifty five bucks. So do you stream it on your TV or do you watch? Yeah, it on I've your got TV? um, I got a Fire Stick. Okay. And so that's how I do all that. And then if there's any shows I want, I got a DVR with it. And if there's any shows I want to see, I've got a subscription to Hulu now. My Hulu subscription uh, comes... So you can DVR off of an app? Yeah. Okay. Um, we, we were just talking um, yesterday, actually, about how, like, TiVo, like, came out with this great idea. And... They were, like, this big thing for a long time. And then all of a sudden, like, all the cable companies are like, well, we can do that. And then TiVo yeah. went out of it. Yeah, it's true. Um, I got, uh, so I got a Hulu package that come well, like, I got a Spotify Hulu package for, uh, I think I'm spending five or, I don't know, five or ten bucks a month. And I get Hulu, Spotify Premium, and Showtime. Okay. So... Now with Hulu, I get most of the shows. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. even if I don't watch Always Sunny um, when it comes on, like, two days later, it's available on Hulu. So, uh, I kind of got it I kinda got it all down now, and it's I got the whole thing. How much are you paying total for this? Um, I'll tell you. Because I wrote it down. Hold on, let me find my... I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but I'm happy to. So I originally was spending $210 for internet and cable. Um, so now I have to pay 80, 80 bucks for my internet. Um, now my total um, comes out to 165 but that includes 
Amazon, like, uh, if I break down the Amazon Prime subscription by 12 months, that includes Netflix, that includes Hulu, all shit I would have had with, you know, added on to that 210. So ultimately, I think I was paying a total per year of about 230, and I've got it down to 165. All right. So 65 bucks a month. How long did it take you to pull the trigger on this? Uh, well, I, it's been. <laughs> I have charts written of different things, <laughs> and the thing is, I like Sling right now just because it's got the NFL package. Most likely, when that's done, I'll cancel that, and I'll go to like YouTube or PlayStation View. Because they have a lot more channels. So. Hey, you got this whole thing planned out. Kinda. I mean, you know, it's still a work in progress and it's a little janky. It requires me to have three remote controls. But, uh. Um. I don't know. I'll, I'll, when, when you come back, I'll show you how it's all set up. Uh-huh. So, uh. Anyway, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you told me those three shows are coming so I can set. I can, I can figure out how to tape them and shit. Well, they're um, all premiering on the 25th, so there you go. All right. Um, so I guess my notes will start with, um, um, did you read the news about Nick Carter and Aaron Carter? No. Shocking that you didn't read this. Uh, they, the Nick Carter and his sister have filed a restraining order against uh, Aaron Carter. Now, these are, those of you who don't know, Nick Carter's in the Backstreet Boys, and Aaron Carter is his younger weirdo brother, who uh, I think had a meth problem, who uh, was also a solo singer. Yeah, and what was this? Uh, what was this big song that he had, Aaron Carter? I don't remember Aaron Carter having a big song. I'll be honest. But. He did. He had like a one big hit, and I want to say it was with like Shaq or something. Okay. <laughs> Carter. Well, uh, apparently they, were, they had a big Twitter war where they were like posting videos of each other like bullying and like just really airing out some family laundry that probably shouldn't be out in, in the open like that and so they fought he, so Aaron Carter I guess supposedly without knowing too much detail supposedly threatened um, Nick Carter's wife and unborn child or child and he's like yeah it's enough oh that's good yeah you should totally be fi- like could you imagine fighting with your brother like that, like, on Twitter? <laughs> no, definitely um, not. So that's my first... I'm going to just text him. Yeah, I know. Uh, my second note is, um, did you read that sex workers are unhappy with hustlers? No. Yeah, they don't like the way they're portrayed in Hustlers. Has anyone seen it? Have you seen it? No, but I kind of want to. I heard there's a lot of nudity. I did talk to someone who said there's a lot of nudity, and now I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, but probably, probably none from the actual stars. But I still want to see it. Um, well, it is about a strip club. I hope there's nudity in it. You never know. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I hope. I would hope that the subject matter revolves around strippers. So, um, I don't know. Uh, no, but I, I um, I'm still, I'm so curious to see it. I am going to see this movie. Uh, but yeah, there. So next week, next weekend, you'll, I'm going to go see Ed Astra, and you'll go see us first. Uh, maybe. Um, I thought I was actually going to go see Good Boys today. Did you see that? No, not yet. Um, I don't think I'm seeing that in the theater. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, 
And those are my two non-sports notes, and I figure we're going to probably get into sports after this, so I'll hold off on any sports notes that I have. Okay. What do you got? I got no notes. Oh. Well, sorry, my my notes were so um, boring. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? All right, we're going to talk some football. You're going to talk. We're going to talk some football, and you're going to tell us about uh, the the roast and whatever else. Uh, what was the other thing that you wanted to talk about? TV. Uh, the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Um, I started Fleabag the other day. Have you seen that? I have not watched that. No. Everybody I've talked to said you had to start watching Fleabag, and I gotta say I completely understand why. It's great. Yeah, I've heard. A lot of people try to recommend that to me also, but I'm backed up. I, gotta, I know. I got to catch up. I am, got one I, episode of Glow left. Okay. Uh, waiting to see the final episode, and then I'll be done with that, and then I can start. I want to start uh, um, the David Fincher show. I haven't seen that yet. Mindhunter? Yeah. Oh, I cranked through Mindhunter. The second season? Yep. No, I haven't seen the second in, season yet. In Is fact, last... Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, last weekend, uh, it, it led me to watching uh, Zodiac again. Because I, nice. I missed Mindhunter so much. So isn't there... M- Manson's in it, right? The same yeah. guy that yep. is in uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of my problem with it is, like, they kind of... I mean, they still... They, they The series works the same way, but they, they, they start interviewing more well-known serial killers and so they become like characters and it's like like when they interview son of sam he's like so you mean to tell me the dog was talking to you you know what i mean like you're getting like a history lesson these people are and i don't know uh i always liked seeing um what's his ed kemper the guy that i didn't know anything about before the show um because when, when you're talk when he's talking to him, you're learning about him, and uh, anyway, but no, it's, it's still you good. Heard, you heard that uh, Scorsese and DiCaprio are doing that Killers of a Flower Moon movie. Oh no! Is, it's like their next movie is is uh, basically about the start of the FBI. Oh okay. Uh, it's kind of like about the uh, investigation of the. Uh, I don't know how you say it, Osage Indians or the, I don't know, there's like a whole, there's like these murders that happen, that's basically like the start of the FBI, that basically is Mindhunter, too, you know? Okay. Um, so, DiCaprio starring in it, and uh, um, Scorsese's directing. Great. I'm sure it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. so oh, the other wait the other the other show I'm starting is Undone. I've been reading. I've been getting recommended Undone in all my. I don't even know what that is. It is a show starring Rose Salazar and Bob Odenkirk, and it's like one of those li- like live action or like you know, um, oh, but it's yeah, a cartoon. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be awesome. Yeah, I heard about that one. So, uh, I watched, um, I just finished watching the first episode of American Horror Story. Oh, how was it? Um, I'm going to have to wait on it. All right. 
basically this season is a uh, Friday the 13th kind of parody uh, takes place at a, a summer camp where murders took place and they reopened and then this guy gets out of the guy who originally murdered all these people like breaks out of the mental institution and when he finds out that they're reopening the camp and now he's back um, so there's, it's very Stranger Things it's done like Stranger Things retro uh, a lot of throwback people talking about uh, people talking about 80s stuff um, trying to be cool and uh, I don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes okay. I feel like the acting could be a little bit more cheesy um, if you're gonna have to go this route I feel like um, it could. I think uh, the casting. I know that she's in every single one, but Emma Roberts or whatever. Um, just a little. I think it's miscast with her, even though she's in every single one. She's got to basically be in it. I just. I don't know. Her role is kind of weird. But anyway, so I we just finished watching that. I just took a picture of of my setup here with the two dogs. The three of us sitting on a bed. I'll uh, send it to you. This is how we're... They're, like, going to start snoring any minute. I'm just telling you. All right. Um, but not because uh, of you, buddy. You're exciting. Yeah, I'm sure people are riveted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I watched The Roast today. Okay. Of Alan Baldwin. So on the, on the stage was Ken John. Nikki Glaser, um, Blake Griffin, um, what the hell is the guy's name? Chris Reds, Chris Red from Sign Alive. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Ross, obviously. Yeah. Adam Carolla. I heard some Jeffrey Ross jokes that were so good, mostly about Caitlyn Jenner. He said, yeah, two, I, I wrote down two okay. of the best jokes in there, like, about Ken, John. Um, who was it? The Teenage Sabrina, which Caroline Ray was in it. And uh, Robert De Niro, who basically was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And then um, his, and then Alec Bowen's daughter came up at some point. Oh, I heard she was really funny. Yeah, she was. She was cute. She's like, uh, basically said, you know, she had a really talented parent or something. And it's like, uh, it's like, I'm talking about my mother. So she kind of, I didn't really write down her jokes. But okay. anyway, here's the, here's the jokes that I thought were the funniest of all. All right, let's do it. So, so Nikki Glazer said to, uh, um, Blake Griffin, she said, Blake, you're a black guy. That looks like he was made by a 3D printer that ran out of ink. But that was funny. Um, actually, Blake Griffin was funny. Okay. And uh, Blake Griffin said, told Caitlyn Jenner, he said, on behalf of all the NBA, thanks for giving your daughters daddy issues. Okay. Uh, Caroline, there was a lot of good Ken John uh, stuff. So Caroline Ray said, I saw your special on Netflix, and I didn't realize that they filmed open mics. 
Jeff Ross, his funny, he had like really good Ken John jokes. He said, Ken is a doctor, a comic, and an actor, which is also known in Korea as a failure. <laughs> and then he said, Ken just had twin daughters, and talk, he talked to me, and he said he can't tell them apart. He said, now you know how the rest of us feel. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, you're a good guy, Ken. Thanks for letting them live. What? He said, you're a good guy, Ken. Yeah. Thanks for letting them live. You know, the one-child nation thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, Ken Jung from uh, Greensboro. Yeah. And then... Uh, proud. The other joke I wrote down was that Alec Baldwin said, Chris Red, you're so talented. I just hope someone recognizes you without the credits rolling over your face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know so I thought it overall was a decent roast I mean everyone was wrecking Robert De Niro for uh, you know it's always the same like they're you know they pick on one straight thing and uh, so like everyone was making fun of De Niro like dating black women oh okay uh, and so he was he was whatever um, and then how Adam Carolla like doesn't think women are funny and like he's got a terrible podcast and like the only people that listen to his podcast are like white supremacists um that was kind of like the ongoing storyline there and uh, I don't know it was fine I guess this time they did it for charity like the whole uh the whole event was for a charity um not like others, so uh, so it was okay. All right, it would it would have been an easier conversation if you'd seen it. You yeah, talk back I'm really forth. sorry. I forgot that I was supposed to see it. I have to see it before I cut the cable cord. There you go. Um. Well, thanks for your review. Yeah, I'm a little riveted about it. You want to you want to follow it up with your Brady Bunch review? Okay, so this Brady Bunch renovation show. So they start off by talking about how there was this huge bidding war. And when there's, everyone found out that this Brady Bunch house was off for sale. So everyone went crazy for it. And actually Lance Bass, like, outbid everybody. Like, he wanted it so bad. But HGTV came in with, like, an offer in terms of, like, preserving it and coming up with this great concept so they actually paid less but got but the realtors were like sure you can have the house so now their plan is to literally recreate the entire house and find exact exact pieces that were in the show if they can Uh, like I don't know from prop houses or where the original items are uh, they did a nationwide search through Facebook and stuff to say, hey, if anyone bought any props, we want to use them for this show. And so people all around the country were like saying, hey, I got that. Or if they had like an exact replica, they'd be like, I have that cabinet. And like this guy would basically arrange it to be shipped over here. So then, uh, so it's basically... All the stars from HGTV, Property Brothers, 
was now dating uh, one of the guys is dating Zoe Deschanel. I know. I don't know how we feel about that. What was the best thing that ever happened to the Property Brothers? What's the best thing that ever happened to the Property Brothers? Yeah, you don't remember when somebody on Wikipedia changed said that they're changing oh, yeah. names to the Property Brothers <laughs> and they got really mad? Yeah. I'll um, never forget that. That's so great. Um, and they got, so they got them and they got this girls from the show I really like on there called Hidden Potential. Her name's Jasmine Roth. Really creative. And then like, you know, stars of their other shows. And then they paired them up with all six of the kids. And so the kids are now helping approve everything and source everything. And, um, the girl who plays, uh, um, why am I blanking? Um, what's the, uh, the oldest daughter in the thing? Marsha. Yeah. Marsha is really into it. Like she's like, I will not let this happen. Like it has to be the exact same table or it is not leaving the store. Oh geez. I mean, calm down. Um, they were trying to find the couch. Um, so basically the house was used only for exteriors. So the interior of the house like looks nothing like the house. So they basically had to add an addition to the house and recreate the inside to, cause there was no, in the original house, there's no second level. Oh. So they had to make the second level so they could make the kids' bedrooms up there. And for the iconic stairs, because there's no stairs there because there's no upper level. Um, so it's a pretty terrible show. Okay. Like, um, it's fun to see everybody back. But it's just like, I was watching it for an hour, and then while I was watching it, I was, I was asking, why was I watching this? Like, why am I watching this? That's how I felt with the whole series of 902 and of Beverly Hills 90210 reboot. I only watched two episodes on it. Oh, you're starting to break up. I made it to everything, but I have not watched the last episode yet. I only watched two episodes, and then I deleted the uh, everything off of the. What was the what was the, the the point that just that you couldn't deal with it anymore? I don't know. Just I didn't understand what they were going with. I just couldn't get the concept. Like I was like, all right. So after the first episode, I see what they're trying to do. Uh, I'm into it. Not into it, but I'm into seeing like how this is going to play out. And then they didn't rise in their execution in the second episode. Okay. Uh, right. And so I was just like, okay, well, this is not just going to go the way it should go. Um, whoever came up with this concept. So I just kind of was like, I'm, I, I can't watch this. All right. What do you think? You've watched more. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I've watched it. It's terrible, but I just can't. I got to see how it turns out. Tori Spelling is really hard to look at. Um, yeah. She's had so much shit done to her face. Jenny Garth looks exactly the same, um, which is great. Um, Does look exactly the same. And um, Jason Priestley is, you know isn't the world's best actor. Um, I like Brian Austin Green more now than I did before, like, the original show. Um, 
I, I can't imagine what, how, like, the whole Shannon Darty stuff is just absurd, but, um, and then... So does she, she comes back? Yeah, she's on the show. So does she interact with the other people, or is yeah. she kind of like her own scenes? No, she is. They just went to the last episode I watched, they went to go see Ray Pruitt. Oh, okay. And he's like, look, I'm not an actor anymore, I'm a fireman, which is true. And then they all get on stage and sing, how do you talk to an angel together? And it's got to be the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like totally up there. Um, but I still can't stand Andrea, Andrea. And she's ruining my union, so um, there's multiple reasons. And, and so she's still going with the uh, exploring her sexuality. Yeah, she's, she's dating Emily Valentine in the show now. Uh, okay. Great. And, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then there's Ian Ziering, who's just, I mean, if there's anybody who's mailed anything in, that guy is the ultimate mail-in. He's got one, he's got one note to play. Like, he plays Steve Sanders because Steve Sanders and Ian Ziering are the same person. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, but anyway, it's not good. Um... So, all right, well, those are, those are pretty good reviews, buddy. I appreciate that. I apologize again for not watching the roast. Um, I did watch some football, though. Yeah, That's my transition. Okay. Um, I guess you want to go through the games. So, all right, let's talk about, I guess, the big news that happened today or this week. Antonio Brown, still a wreck. And now no longer on the Patriots. So apparently the the straw um, that broke the camel's back on this was him tweeting, or not tweeting, him uh, texting like threats and pictures of uh, one of the victim's kids to her. Did you yeah, read that? Yeah, I don't understand why the hell you would do that. Like, anytime, and I don't know from experience, obviously, but if you're in an investigation... You should not. You should stay away from whoever is the, uh, you know, on the other side of the. Uh, he said, she said, um, because she's going to be recording, or it's going to come into light. Yeah. Yeah. Happens. You've lost the ability to threaten anybody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, when you go that far, you've lost that ability. Yeah. So yeah. So that was the news we had. Uh, Ben, out, ben Roethlisberger out for the season. Yeah, it kind of ruined us for a couple bets. Yeah. Um, and then who else? Uh, oh, Breeze is out for like six to eight weeks. So I was going to bring that up because I went to that game. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, th- we got to sit in the new club section, which is totally worth it for Rams games. When I hear the, heard the price for USC games, it's not worth it. Um, but... It's cool because you have your own, like, concessions, your own entrance into that stadium. Um, you have, like, a room with all these giant TVs and stuff. It's good. Is it in the end zones? No, it's in um, the press, where the old press box used to be. So it's, like, 50-yard line, halfway, or, like, three-quarters of the way up. Uh, so you can just kind of see everything. It's a great view. Um, so I went, I went with my nephews. Uh, because they were on, they were on a commercial in the third quarter. That ran. 
Okay. And they're very excited, and uh, I took video of them uh, watching themselves because that's what we do this in this day and age. Um, so that, but but yeah, the Rams the Rams are pretty good. Um, the the whole like energy got sucked out of the game as soon as Breeze was gone, though. Like it was over. Yeah, and they got screwed on another call. Yeah. I mean, that was... Haven't the refs learned to not blow the play dead? You can always go... Anytime there's a turnover or, like, a play like that, you can always go... Like, someone's going to throw a red flag. You can go to replay. Stop ruining the game. Like, just let it play out and then go back and fix it. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to... I believe it was Cousin Sal and... And Simmons were talking about it, and they're like, "Don't doesn't the league send out like a notice to those refs to be like, look, everyone's gonna be watching you in this game. If you're gonna fuck up anything, make sure you fuck it up for the Saints. So this like yeah, exactly. err on the side of caution of helping the Saints. Yeah, don't screw any. We got so many so much flack at the last in the last season. The Saints should get a pass on this game." Um, but, uh, yeah, um, what was I going to say? Um, but between that, uh, how, you know, you sent me your college bets today. How's your, how are your college bets doing right now? Uh, I don't remember what I sent you. Um, right now, Arkansas is not looking like it's going to cover. Okay. Uh, I wound up teasing. I wound up teasing Arkansas, but I've already lost my bet that my te- I stink at college football. I took uh, I took Northwestern. I teased them up ten points. I teased Arkansas ten points, and I teased Notre Dame ten against Georgia. I mean, it's still early. There's like eight minutes left in the second quarter. Oh, okay. But, um, oh. One game I did hit that I'm really mad it doesn't get to be one of my picks is Jacksonville over Tennessee. I thought that was the best game of the week. Like the or not best game. Best game to bet on of the week. Minshew. Minshew's good. He's becoming a star in Florida. Um but I, I just think the Titans were so overrated and they were a road favorite. It was like that to me just seemed set up perfectly for Jacksonville to win. I'm kinda of bummed they don't get to use it. Um Okay. But given our uh, picks of last week, not a good week for either of us. No. Um, we both went one and two. Yeah, I know. I got to get uh, a winning record this week. So that means right now you're one and five, and I'm three and three. Yeah, it's bad. I got to I gotta win. I got to go three for three. Um you want to start doing it, or do we do? Should we talk about number ten first? We can talk about number ten. So this week, the sad Giants put Eli Manning out of his misery and decided to bench him with a career record of one sixteen and one sixteen, um, second most losses in NFL history. He's eight eight losses away from uh, from the most. Um, Which I'm pretty sure was another factor on why he was okay with benching. Yeah, 
Highest paid player in NFL history. Did you know that? He's made more money than any other NFL player ever. No, I did not know that. You know who number two is? Um, no. Peyton Manning. Oh. All right. Yeah, so um, Mara and Gettleman have still not had a press. Like, have not talked about this, which is just kind of fucked up. Um, which it's just kind of embarrassing because they're like, all right, we're going to go into this season and you're going to be our coach. You're going to be our, and you know, a lot of this too had to do with Pat Shermer going, I'm going to get fired. Right. If I don't make this move. If I make this move and it works out, I might still have a job. But if I keep Eli in there, uh, and I don't know, it's just, well, we'll, just, see what ha- we'll see what happens on Sunday. It just doesn't seem like the Giants are playing two steps ahead on anything. Like, right? Like, why? Because if you're going to bench him after two games, you should have just told him to retire at the end of the season. Exactly. And why, and you know. Save some money and yep. they could have signed a free agent. Like, like, defensive player. It just doesn't make much sense. Like, all of it doesn't make any, you know. Uh, they're reacting more than they're acting. Which is not, you know, which is a new place because you guys have always had such a great front office. Like, honestly, like the Giants were always a player and always, you know. Um, and, then, and then Ben McAdoo is like, dude. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to do this all along. Uh, I was listening to Cousin Sal and his gambling thing because they were all fighting about whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. And he was saying how, um, he was saying how, like, them benching him two years ago is the best thing that ever happened to him. Like, he got a whole other year out of that. If they just, like, would have let him finish that season and then decided to move on, like, everyone would have been happy instead of, you know, them benching him and then everybody getting so upset, um, it kind of bought him another year. But, uh, you know, I mean, we've, we've had this argument over and over again. I am clearly in the camp that he does not belong in the in the NFL Hall of Fame. You disagree uh, tremendously. He will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't say that he will. Uh, I, I, I would, if I was going to bet on it, I guess I'd bet that he would. But I don't, I don't think he's a shoe-in. He'll eventually get in. I mean, he's in the top ten of... Passing yards, TDs, uh, he's got a lot of records. I know some of them are bad records, but a lot of them are good records. Well, that's a very, uh, listen, I'm very impressed. You're not making emotional decisions right now. This is a very calm, collective conversation that I didn't anticipate. (laughs) I didn't anticipate going this way, so I'm going to be respectful. Um, I didn't realize that he didn't have a playoff win outside of the two seasons that they won Super Bowls. He's eight and four. All time. In playoffs, yeah. But the eight came in two seasons, and the four came in the rest of his career. Well, he won two Super Bowls, so I don't know. I know. I understand that, but like... Now let's, uh, we're on to a new chapter. Wait, Dan wait, Jones wait, wait let me ask you one more question. If, if with Joe, the sixth pick, Daniel Jones. If Joe Flacco, if Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl this year, does he go to the Hall of Fame? Joe Flacco's definitely not going to the Hall of Fame. But if he wins a Super Bowl this year. But he 
doesn't have the records that um, Manning has. Yeah, but again, this, Eli Manning wasn't even a t- was never a top ten quarterback any single year of his career. Great. Well, it's stat wise, he's got he's top seven in touchdowns and uh, passing yards. So I don't know what to say. Uh, they were also brought up on the Cousin Sal podcast that uh, they met uh, Kevin Ogletree, who was a wide receiver who played with both Eli and Tony Romo, and asked him which uh, quarterback he'd rather have throwing him passes, and he laughed and said it wasn't even close. Eli? Yeah, for sure. That's why I would bring that story up. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, listen, I'm not someone who thinks Romo is going anywhere near the Hall of Fame. They're either. transitioning. Your boys have a pretty big spread this week. Yeah, um, that's a good way to get out of it. Wait, oh, wait, but before we get into that, the Daniel Jones era—Are you excited for it? What do you, what do you like? Yeah, of course I'm excited. For but it. let's I want to see, uh, see what this kid's got. You guys, as Giant fans, you all have collective amnesia. Like I don't understand you. You spend every year complaining that you want Eli, you don't want Eli, and then. In the beginning of this year and the podcast, I asked you who you wanted your starting quarterback to be, and you said Eli. Now. Yeah, two games in, I'm like, I want to change. All right. On top of it, you got Daniel Jones, and everybody and their mother booed that pick. And now he had a good preseason, so everybody hey, thinks I suddenly that he's good. I still boo the pick. Okay. All right. They should not have taken him at six. I mean, they could have got him at their second first-round pick. Um, hey, real quick, what happened to Michigan today? Holy smokes. Yeah, Wisconsin's – I watched, like, the first half of that, and Wisconsin's offensive line just destroyed Like, destroyed them, yeah. I mean, um, it was just, like, they were playing a high school team. All right. Like, so, yeah. I, was, I, just saw, I just saw something about Harbaugh, and I was like, dude, that's pretty – Poor. Um, so let's talk about uh, our picks this week. What do you? Wait, let's talk oh. about your boys. So. Oh, okay. Well, they they. Two big spreads this week. Yes. Uh, we got Dallas at twenty three. Right. And I think uh, New England's twenty three also. Let me see. I'll tell you right. I, I have it pulled up here. Um, Dallas is twenty two and a half, and New England is 21 and a half as as of now out of those two spreads i i i know the jets are on their third string uh quarterback but i still think jets, jets defense is decent i do too so no i'm i took i took the uh in one of my picker my picker league i took the cowboys yeah me too um did you take did you take Minshew? No, we yeah. took uh, this Arkansas game, which is not looking very good. And then we took uh, Dallas at 22 and a half. And then we took Seattle oh. four and a half versus the Saints. Well, all right. So let's um, – so, so Dallas being – like I, I like Dallas a lot in this game. This is the perfect kind of thing to me. For them to like just come out and totally run up a score, and now that everyone's talking about them, and then when they start playing some real teams, things come down to earth a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, I do think this team is really, really good, though. I just they're not deep, so when injuries start happening, they're gonna start hitting some some pot some problems. But they're pretty solid at just about every position, like up front, which is nice. Um, they don't have uh, what's his face, uh, their their second receiver. Um, fuck, I can't remember his name. Having a really good season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out for a couple weeks, um, or at least out today, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think. I mean, look, Miami looks so bad. Rosen's starting. Yeah, he should have started week one. I agree, but you know, Fitzpatrick has a way. Like, remember how bad the um, the Bucks were last year, and Fitzpatrick had them winning games. Like, I understand trying him, but no. Um, either way. Uh, they're looking good. The Eagles' loss was, was nice. It's, I think the Eagles are having some problems that I didn't anticipate. But the the bottom line is this, with the Cowboys and the Eagles. I kind of expect them both now, if I'm looking at it, to make the playoffs. Because each of them is going to win five games in the division. Or, like, yeah. in, you know, like they're both going to probably sweep Washington, sweep New York. And then they'll probably go one and one against each other. And so you just really need to win four more games. Um, and so a lot, fortunately for Dallas, um, one of those games gets to be Miami. I'm pretty sure watch everyone plays them. So, um, yeah, so So I I feel good. Let's do our pick. Yeah. So you asked me and, uh, now you want to cut me off because you don't like my gloating a little bit. And I understand. Your team's pretty good. I hate saying it. But I'm telling you, they're one, I'm just telling you, they're one bad hit on somebody away from everything blowing up. I mean, that's just that's just how I feel. All right, so let's go into picks. All right, who do you have first? Well, my first pick that I don't get to use is Jacksonville. But my first pick I get to use is a team we just mentioned, the Philadelphia Eagles, minus four and a half at Detroit. And the reason I like the Eagles is they looked bad against the Falcons, but the Falcons maybe aren't, you know, like they're not bad. Um, they, they play, they make bad decisions, but they're not terrible. And, and everything was clicking for Atlanta. They still almost lost that game. Detroit looks way better than, than they did in week one, but I still have no faith in Matt Patricia or anyone in that team. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, t- oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Philly's at home. I'm taking Philadelphia at home. Four and a half. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. Um, I'm surprised that that's four and a half. I know they're out there, two wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, like their two main receivers, Jackson and, uh, and, uh, is it Aguilar? Nelson Aguilar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But I think they're running backs out also. Yeah. Jordan Howard. Um, I just, but, yeah. But yeah, I see you. Gotcha. Um, I still feel like the thing when you started bringing up those big spreads, I think the thing that we're starting to see with the NFL right now is it's really about the haves and the have-nots. And the haves really have and the have-nots really don't have. Um, more so than, than I can remember in recent NFL history. Like This is how it used to be in like the 90s and early 2000s. But you know, parity kind of caught up and everybody was sort of good and sort of bad. I feel like the teams that are good... Are so like the 
there's not a very big middle class. You're either really good or you're really bad. That's how I yeah. kind of feel. Um, and I feel like Detroit falls in the really bad and the Eagles fall in the good. So uh, what's your first one? All right, so my first pick is – you're going to love all my picks. Um, the Bills, minus six at home versus Cincinnati. Bills' first home game. Their defense is good. And uh, I just think that Josh Allen has uh, been playing really well. And uh, I think they're going to wreck Cincinnati this week. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm most likely going to tease Buffalo down to even. Um I think that's a good pick. I, I understand why you're saying that because these are terrible teams, but I don't know if the Bills are terrible. You know? Um, they, play, they play New England next week, so both those teams could be 3-0. Like Josh Allen, you're right. Josh Allen's good. Um, they're playing well. The Bengals, you know, they looked okay this, this first week, but, man, they were bad last week. Holy cow. So I, I have no problem. I, I, I like Buffalo minus six. I'm, I'm with you there. Um I'll tell you, my second pick is uh, another team we've already discussed, which is the Dallas Cowboys minus 22 and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. This Miami Dolphins team is pretty bad, but I'm so nervous about 22 and a half. I, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. There just wasn't – like, I debated this one. There's not a lot I like this week, though. And, I, and I, again, if, if any team's going to run up the score, it's probably the Cowboys – um, other than the Ravens, who, by the way, in week one, this is this is karma, ran a fake punt up like 45-7 to seven against them. Yes, uh, and um, I just don't understand why in the world you'd ever do that. It's like week one, non-division well, opponent. Speaking of like shitty, how about how many times? I can't believe San Diego did not win that game. Oh, well, that's what San Diego does, right? Dude, they fumbled it on the one-yard line. And then they missed two field goals. Um, and uh, they were just a mess. I was like, how did these guys not win this game? But anyway, sorry. That's no, good. You're good. Uh, so that's my second. What's your second one? My second one is Sam Fran at home versus the Steelers, minus four and a half. Or was it six and a half now? Uh, oh, Sam Fran, six. I have it six and a half. Yeah, I like San Fran. Another defense I think is good, and the Steelers quarterback is going to be under pressure the whole time. Um, so I'm guaranteeing at least one pick six in this game. <laughs> um, and I think the San Fran wins by 10 points. At least 10 points in this game. Okay, I like San Francisco. I, wa- I like them. You know, it was funny because I watched week one and and after I listened to all the pundits talk and they said, oh, San Fran, they looked terrible. They just beat a terrible Tampa Bay team. And then Tampa Bay wins week two and San Fran wins. And now all of a sudden everyone's like, ooh, Tam- San Fran looks good. I've been saying since week one I thought San Fran looked good. So um, I-, I like that pick. I don't I don't know what to make of the Steelers. I'm kind of – that's a team I want to stay away from. Um yeah, they have playmakers on their team. Yeah. It's just like, who's going to be their quarter? The funny thing is they just traded their backup quarterback. I know. I know. So crazy. Uh, my yeah. third pick is the L.A. Rams at Cleveland giving three and a half. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen this 
game, but yeah, if I was going to pick this game, I would definitely have to. I couldn't take the Cleveland Browns for sure. No, I mean, I, I, you know, this. There's some of this is just my hatred for the Browns. Some of this is my, you know, I really that I have personal ties to the Rams. Uh, I like the Rams, um, but I, I think more than anything, it just seems logical. The Rams are an undervalued team, who's two and zero, went to the Super Bowl last year. And they haven't been great, but they haven't. But they've sustained this year. Um, they played two potentially potential playoff teams, although neither of them, one of them, didn't other lost their quarterback in the first quarter. The other uh, looks like they might just be a mess. Um, and then Cleveland, like let's be honest, they were horrible the first week. They beat they beat the show. Their offensive line is not very good. No, and they beat the show the Jets last week, but you know. They didn't really get things going like that. They had, a, they had like they broke one or two plays, but uh, I don't know. Baker Mayfield misses a lot of guys. I just want to say that he misses a lot of open guys. Well, he keeps like he's, he has to co- overcompensate for himself, and uh, it's not the prettiest throw. Right. I mean, he makes plays, but a lot of these throws are getting tipped. He's got to throw it away early. Just it's just like there's people who are just like are so much even when they put their hands up. It's like they're towering over this guy. Um, all right. It's, uh, it's gonna be interesting. So, all right, last uh, last th- one for you. My last pick is Kyler Murray getting his first win at home versus the Panthers. Wow. I do not like that at all. Obviously, but but I like your I like your gusto of going for it. What brings you to that conclusion? Again, so there's going to be one, one, and one. Um, so yeah, those are our picks. But what makes you think like why? What do you? Why do you like Arizona? Like what? What's that about? I just think like he's been playing really well. Uh, I think the Panthers suck. Cam's not playing now. Um, oh, he's not. <laughs> No, oh, Cam's not playing. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, it could be wrong. I'll look it up right now, but I'm pretty sure he's not playing. Uh, and the Panthers just aren't a good team. They're not. I'm with you. All right. Well, and not that, uh, not that uh, Arizona's a good team, but they're at home. You know, yeah, Cam Newton is out of week three. All right. So their quarterback is uh, Kyle Allen. He's in. Put him in. Who did he play for in college? Who? Kyle Allen. I don't. I have no idea. Uh, he played for Texas A&M. That's right. Um, so All he's right. getting his first start. Well, good luck to him, because uh, well, I, I no, not good luck to him, because we you, you have Arizona. I'm I, I God, that is a garbage game, boy. You, you really did, you really picked some. You you just you scraped the bottom of the NFL schedule to find to find your bets. It is yep, I'm going three and out. You know, it's Sorry. interesting. I'm starting to notice that none of us pick none of us pick underdogs. And 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 I don't think in the three weeks we've been doing this, 
that anybody took plus nobody took plus points. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. The problem I have with when I bet games, I only like to I like if I think they're gonna win the game. Yeah, I understand. I, I mean that's that's the rule number one. So it's hard for me to just take points. I understand. Like, oh well, I don't think they're gonna win, but uh, um, but they may cover. I don't like betting like that. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was. Unless I tease it. I, yeah, I did a bunch of teas with that today, uh, and I lost. All right, so let's get into our movie reviews. We're 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 running way longer than I anticipated, which is which is nice, but we should probably start wrapping up. All right, so um, you want to uh, you want to add Astra? Yeah, let me let me do mine first, just because. Let's be honest. If I'm a if I'm a fan of this show. My review of Ad Astra is not nearly as exciting as your review of Rambo Last Blood. Now, I'm going to ask you because you're going to see Ad Astra. Does this have to be spoiler free? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I can review. Um, all right. I'll be broad. And I'll just say this. All right. So. I was going to ask you what the what the one how, like one sentence to sum up the movies. So the one sentence to sum up Ad Astra is like the plot is um, Brad Pitt uh, lives in the future and the Earth is in danger because of some shit happening on Neptune that his dad may have caused so that they're sending him out there to like communicate with him. That's like the premise of the movie basically. Okay. Um <clears throat> it's cool because I like the world of the future they built in this movie. Um and it is a slow burn like you know everyone says like I've read that it's slow. It is but it isn't like there's like there's some gunfight shit like there's some pirating out in space on different planets and uh you know like you're going to these different worlds. I, I thought it was interesting that they decided to make like the set design of everywhere they went, something that's still from the seventies. Like it very much feels like it's in 2001, you know, the movie 2001. Um, yeah. but, uh, Brad Pitt's really good in it. A lot of emotion stuff. I mean, he's the whole movie. He's in like every scene and it's basically about his reaction to everything. And, you know, we start off learning about him and he's like a, a guy who keeps his heart rate very low, which is one of the reasons why he gets to be very, why he's good at his job and gets to go out into space and do all this shit. Um, and he catches wind that his dad may or may not be alive and they want him to go communicate with him. Um, and his dad's kind of gone mental because he wants to communicate with uh, aliens out in space. So he's uh, stationed out in Neptune, and that's basically that's that's the basic premise of the movie. Um, so yeah, set design was interesting. Brad Pitt's really good, um, but overall, I will say this: it's only two hours, which is good, um, but feels longer. And it basically was like there was no point to any of this. That I will say. Without telling you how anything ends, it was basically two hours that didn't need to happen. <laughs> okay. What a glowing review. 
But I mean, it was it wasn't bad. Like I like I I like like again, I like the performances. I, I mean, his performance because there's not many many other people. Uh, I like the performances. I like I like the set design. It was cool. Uh, but it's basically um, an adventureless adventure, I'd say. Okay. Like. You know, I anything that's going to be like it, movies are hard to be disappointing when in space because nothing will ever be as bad as Contact. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, and that's my review of it. Right? Does that feel good? Not very spoilerish. Yeah, it's good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I left out. Um, again, I liked it though. I just, I just didn't, I didn't love it. It was, it was fine. Okay. Um, and the theater here, I went to like the Grove, and so they, I got the, I went to like the big theater in the Grove, and it cost me nineteen dollars in the day to see it, and I wasn't happy about that. Yeah, movies here are so cheap. Like we went to see a movie the other day, and we went to see it. It was like six bucks, six twenty-five. Oh, beautiful! I was like, holy shit! I mean, the theater sucked, but it's still like such a difference from LA. All right, so that's my review of Ad Astra. Let's hear your review of Rambo, Last Blood. Last Blood. Uh, all right, so this screenplay was terrible. Uh, it was basically Taken uh, and the re- movie The Revenge, or Revenge, remember that movie with Kevin Costner? Yes. Uh, so if, they took, if you took two, two, both those movies... And added an 80-year-old character to it. Wait, took what movies? Revenge and what else? Taken. Oh, Taken. Yes, okay. And you added an 80-year-old character. Uh, that's what you would get. Well, let, let me uh, say this. You're good to spoil whatever you want. Okay. So, <laughs> this movie's like a crisp 90 minutes. When you say uh, it wasn't written well, who wrote, did Sylvester Stallone write it? No, okay. I don't know who wrote it, but it was just so it was basically written to get to the finale, which was super violent. Like it was kind of awesome, but it was just like they were the script was so bad. They were just adding things through dialogue just to get like a specific point of view across rather than show it to you. Uh-huh. Um, so it opens up with him like. On a ranch, he settled down with this woman who you don't even, which at the end, you were in the middle of the movie, you like don't understand if they're together or they're not together. Uh, it's very confusing. They don't specifically say, but she's like an old Mexican woman and uh, they're looking after uh, her niece. And her niece is like, I need to find out who my dad is. And her dad's in Mexico. And uh, she goes on a little adventure. Oh, of course, John Rambo's like, you cannot go. It's dangerous. And uh, it's the whole Taken thing. And then she goes and gets Taken. And uh, John Rambo goes to find her. And he looks pretty old. Some of the makeup is really bad. Um, he gets his ass kicked in it, like in the beginning of the movie. And they lift him up, and, like, after five seconds, his whole face is, like, completely, like, elephant manned out. 
and then, and then, and then this woman like finds him and like brings him to her house and he wakes up and he's like, how long have I been here? She's like four days. And his face is like completely fine. He just has like a couple bruising. And I'm like, dude, you're four days ago. Your face looked like freaking meat pie. <laughs> uh, like now he's fine. And then there was all these really bad driving scenes that had green screen. And I'm like, hey, can we like, I mean, it really looked bad. Like the girls, you know, moving her arms, driving when they're, she's driving straight. And, uh, <laughs> like the backing was just, I mean, it was, it was horrible. So anyway, everything happens. She gets taken. I'm not going to tell you exactly what they figure out where he lives. And he basically has rigged his entire like house in Arizona He's got all these underground uh, caves and and stuff because he's still got PS, PTSD. So he always is trying to find a way out if something bad happens. Um, he's got it all rigged and they all showed up, show up, and then there's this like massive fight where he just kills everybody, and it's all violent. Like people's heads get cut off and like the hearts ripped out, legs being chopped off. It's <laughs> it's it's kind of awesome, but. It's so like, and this is what I'll say about being a bad script. So he's got all this, this whole tunnel system around his property. And so he wants to kill all these guys. So he's rigged all this shit up in the tunnel system. And my first choice, my first, if you're sitting in a script meeting, your first, the first person to raise their hand would be like, um, what if like they all just, go into the tunnel system and then he just caves the whole system in like you could kill them all in one single death thing and I know it takes away from the actual like cool stuff that actually happens in the movie but if he was really planning this out he would get everyone into the tunnels and then just steal the entire tunnel and like cave it in and everyone would be dead in like a second um, what, so, was movie, wait, wasn't he in a movie about tunnels? Yeah, it was in a movie called Tunnel. <laughs> um, or Daybreak or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it was something. Yeah. Um, so then at the very end, you know, it's like a really kind of a bad movie. And then like he's sitting on his porch and he's reminiscing about how he's going to like go on and live for all the people that he's like met in his life and all this shit and then it cuts to the credits and the credits are all these scenes kind of like this is the last Rambo so it's like there's all cutting like all the end credits were like scenes from the other movies and you're like you're showing us that your movie's so bad because we're watching all these awesome scenes of things that we wanted to see for this new movie that you did not deliver and it's just reminding us that we could have had a good movie, but we're watching. Oh shit! Yeah, that's First Blood. Oh shit, Rambo too. Love it. You know, it was mostly scenes from the first two movies, but um, I thought that was a bad. I mean, I thought they whoever made the movie was like, we got to do this. It'll be so cool. We'll have scenes from the first movie, and right. the second just in our credits, and then you're like, 
I don't know if you should have put that in there since your movie sucked. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of violence and mindless killing. So it was good. Well, good. It was good on that aspect. That's, well, that's what's important, right? That's what that's what people come to see. But he is so old. Yeah. Um, it's hard to look at him. Like he had, They had to hire all these actors that were like smaller than him so that he looks like he's bigger, huh. you know? So like he hires all these Mexican guys that are probably like four foot ten and like a hundred pounds, uh, so that when they're on screen with him, he looks like this monster like looming over them. Um, then there's this whole scene where this, you know, like there's a there's a character in it where she's like a journalist, and she's like investigating, like the guys that are taking all the girls, and she's the one that like basically finds them and brings it to her house. And she never, like, writes about it or anything. Like, her character is just there to say, oh, I know where the guy lives. And then he could, you know, that's, like, basically her role in the whole movie, is that she knows where the guy is, and then she's done in the movie. It's like, thanks for setting that character up. Appreciate it. Um, so there's just, the script is really bad. Um, there's no ending to any other character other than, John Rambo cutting some guy's heart out. Stupid. Okay. Um, and anyway, so yeah, there's my review of Rambo. Well, nice. Thanks for that. I was looking forward to it and uh, did not meet my expectations, but I saw another commercial for Gemini Man and I really want to see that. Okay. Um, I feel like they need to stop having commercials for that movie, but that's fine. <laughs> I just, there's a couple movies that, uh, like, previews I saw. I was like, dude, you just showed us, like, the whole movie. Um, I saw The Motherless Brooklyn, or whatever it's called. The, yeah, it's got, ter- got terrible reviews. Oh, did it? I, that's not, yeah. That doesn't look very good. Um, but it basically shows you the plot from beginning to end. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, well, listen, good stuff. Good job with the reviews. Bad job by me not having uh, watched the the roast. I apologize. We were very segregated this week. What does that mean? We didn't, we didn't really have things that we uh, yeah. could comment together. We're all yeah. separate stuff. That's okay. We both learned with the audience. So there's that. All right. All right. Well, good luck to you and the rest of everything. And uh, we'll be back next week with, I guess... You had some things. I already I wrote them down. I thought so. I guess we'll we'll oh yeah some TV stuff. Cool. All right, bud. All good right. luck on your bets. All right, you too.